Hey, we're matching, eh? Not bad. Where's your red pocket? White hair? In here. Oh. It's coming. Okay, gang. Well, uh, wonderful. Like, we have had morning chapel services all last year. Uh, but last year's morning chapel services looked a little different. Uh, there was desks all in here, and there was maximum 50 people allowed in here at one time. Uh, and so this is way more enjoyable. And we have our professors back in the room. Yeah. Like, they were not allowed to, like, come in last year. We, like, told them not to show up. So we're grateful that they're back here together with us. So thank you. Jerry is the heckler in the back. Get used to it. We have. <laughs> We've gotten used to it. <laughs> we just, like, ignore it and drown it out now. So, <laughs> Hey, so we're going to go through this series. Uh, the wise will listen to the Word, to the Holy Spirit, to those who have faithfully walked with Jesus. That will be our sermon series for the morning chapels of this semester. And I'm really looking forward to it. Now, we are sad that Dave isn't here today uh, because he is such a wise man. And so make sure that you find time to spend with Dave, sit in his office, let him chat your ear off, give you some words of advice and wisdom this year. Uh, we don't have another slot in our schedule that Kim will go through later on who we have. Uh, so it may not happen this, this semester, but we will for sure make sure that we have a time to listen to him next semester. But hey, um, talking about wisdom, often when we like think of like, you know, words of advice or words of wisdom, they can often come in like a jingle or a catchy way that we remember them, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, our world does this no matter what. Like, these jingles, these one-liners, these catchy things that we just, we hear as children, and then we never forget them as adults. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. The best part of waking up is... Vulgar's in your cup. Come on. That's Brant's favorite brand of coffee, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, this might be dating, might be dating us. United Furniture Warehouse. Boom, boom. Oh, nobody knows this one. Oh, that one's hurtful. Uh, that was just Stop, for us. Not even, no? You didn't know it? Okay, just us. All right. Just us. That was okay. for us. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's someone here at this school that's been here for a few years who is very consistent on language that he uses over and over again. So there's like words of advice and wisdom that have been stuck in my mind that will never leave. And uh, it's good because they're good words of advice. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. finish. Anybody know who usually says that? <laughs> Lillian is like Mark right there. He says it all the time. Yeah. Another line that he says all the time. Get the most out of? This year. Oh, man. Every year, he says, get the most out of this year. Get the most out of this year. I have at least heard it 10 times, minimum, because by a student and staff, it's been at least 10 years together with him. So, oh, my goodness. I know, eh? Pretty cool. Oh, that's a Pretty long cool. time. You know, <laughs> that's a long time. You know the classic, like, Michael Jordan, like, line of wisdom, you miss every shot you don't take, right? Wait. Isn't that Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> <laughs> I knew a sports thing. I knew a sports thing. I didn't even write his name. I just thought it was him. 
<laughs> you know what I think it was? It was Wayne I think Gretzky. I, it was probably Wayne Gretzky, it sure. It was Wayne Gretzky. But I have, a, I have like, in it my memory, a like, a basketball and a basketball net, like, picture with that quote on it. No, Anybody it would be a hockey that? net with a puck. I agree. It should have been that. And a stick. Anybody else see the basketball one? Maybe. Okay. Maybe Walter Gretzky. You know, maybe it was LeBron James who Is said it. I don't know. Walter right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so talking about sports, here's a personal one that a coach said to me as a teenager that uh, has always stuck with me. So, funny enough, on Saturday, I played a game of soccer in a men's league in Chilliwack. I was, like, asked by a buddy to fill in, so I was just subbing in and got to play about 40 minutes of the game, and I had a lot of fun. My cardiovascular, terrible right now, okay? And so, uh, as I was playing, you know, I, I play fullback, defense, you kick the ball up, it gets to, like, the midfield, gets to the strikers, and then I had the voice of my coach in the back of my head say, do your work now. That was always his line. Do your work now. So that means I had to get up to like middle of the field to get in position that if any kind of play took place, the ball comes back, I'm in position and I'm ready for whatever happens and comes my way. Do your work now. So as a 37-year-old man, totally out of shape, kicking the ball out of the 18-yard box and the play goes up, I'm like, do your work now. Do your work now as I like chug up to the center of the pitch. It was interesting that this like advice that I received years ago. We used that language all the time when I was a student here, and we had our summit soccer team that we played in the league. Uh, do your work now, because we had a bunch of lazy uh, college students <laughs> who would never get in position in time, and we lost like every game we played here. But that's I think, okay. you know who actually said that? Michael Jordan. Yeah, oh, you know what? It was Michael I Jordan. You're right, yeah. He was my soccer coach. <laughs> And, like, funny ones, too, right? Like, I hear all the time, it's for jokes, but, like, fake it till you make it, right? Those, like, just one-liners that you just remember. In golf, my dad always used, if you can't play well, at least look well, right? You got to look the part, so you get the collared shirt and the proper shoes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Stuff like that. We just, we have these one-liners, these, these things that remind us of some kind of word of advice. Like, do you have any that you can think of that you know of? Off the top of your head. Okay, wait, wait. What, say that again. Don't take till you graduate. Date. Don't date till you graduate. You did not take that, that <laughs> advice, did you? Yeah. Okay. Cole, I saw your hand. Good enough for a barn? <laughs> you didn't clean your room much when you grew up, I'm assuming, eh? No. <laughs> Not just good, but good enough. No. Don't like that one. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, what you do in life echoes for eternity. Nice, Annalisa. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Hey, hey, Zimmer, can you repeat yours again? Can you repeat yours again? Yeah, what you do in life echoes for eternity. Yes, right, right. We'll stick with what that one. What did your one. coach say? <laughs> do your work now? Do your work now. Oh. Yeah, do your work. Doug. <laughs> Bald is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, we've got these like little phrases in our heads from our folks or from commercials or whatever. And Proverbs 
functions a lot like that. There's little quick statements that can get stuck in our spirits and stuck in our hearts. And so um, we're going to spend some time in Proverbs um, wrestling or settling with and getting uh, acquainted with these little chunks, these little phrases from the Word of God. So we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. And I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. Ooh. Ooh. It says this. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. By exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And so we thought uh, how wonderful it would be to do, as the proverb says, to surround ourselves with wise counsel this year. To have some people who have lived life with Jesus, who have done some really neat things with Jesus, uh, journeyed with him in, in harder times and in, and in good times, uh, to share with us the lessons that they've learned while living with Jesus. So I'm going to share with you just who are going to actually have speak, because it's going to be wonderful. So next week, Rob McIntyre, who is our IT guy, but like... <sighs> a treasure. Oh my goodness. Like he has been doing ministry for years, has been pastoring, been interim pastoring while he serves here at Summit. He's been pastoring. He's been do he's done all kinds of stuff with um with radio ministry and he's just a wealth of wisdom and so I'm I'm quite excited that he will be sharing with us next week. Snaps. Um yeah, but wait, there's more. Okay. <laughs> We also have Kirk Kaufelt. Some of you may know Kirk. Uh, some of you may not. You will get to know Kirk very well. So Kirk and Shelley, they um, are a part of the Summit community here. And they have been missionaries for years. They've been in Kenya and Indonesia and Lithuania. And then they came here. And uh, Kirk is now the director of Global Ed um, Institute. And so he's training pastors and global workers around the world. And actually, a couple weeks ago, he was sharing that he was doing this um, training session in, he was in Ontario, but they were, um, it was a training session that was actually happening in India, and there was over a thousand people um, being trained by, by him in Ontario. Like, it's just incredible, the reach of his ministry, and God has just been so faithful um, through Kirk, and so we're going to get to hear from him too. Yeah, he has crazy stories. Crazy stories. 
Um, Okay, so then following the Truth and Reconciliation Day, we have Pastor Bruce Brown. And Pastor Bruce Brown is uh, the pastor of the Vancouver Native Pentecostal Church. And, uh, and so I've had the privilege to get to know um, Pastor Bruce. Uh, we were working on a team together, and, um, and he's going to share his wisdom as he's been a follower of Jesus and also experiencing uh, residential schools and ministering with those who are both um, First Nations and those who are in the Vancouver downtown core. So it is going to be awesome to have him share. Yeah. Then we're going to have Austin Toes. And uh, Austin, yes. uh, Okay, great. People know Austin. Wonderful. So he is the director of the children, family, and preteen. He, like, oversees it all from the district. And so he will be kicking around here at Summit. And so we'll hear from him. We're also going to hear from Harold Guterres. Don't tell him that I just butchered his name. But he's incredible. I can't wait to have Harold here. I can't wait for all of them, but Harold's awesome. So he has a really unique role because he works at the district office as well. But what he does is he provides direction and encouragement and support for both um, First Nation churches as well as indigenous or like um, international churches. And so he has this massive scope of ministry. And so he's got lots to share. Uh, We also have Dave Wells, who is the superintendent of the PAOC. So he provides direction, encouragement, support, leadership, vision for everyone in the PAOC in Canada. And so this man is such a, a, a gift to us, such a, an inspiration. So I'm excited for him. Then, oh my goodness, we have Doug Frederick going to be speaking. <laughs> and we will feel the conviction. <laughs> and encouragement. It's wonderful. Um, then we get to have two, um, two amazing women after that. And so Hannah Dutko, who is the pastor at Oceanside Community Church, which is in um, Parksville. Uh, yes, they're great. Yeah, so I had the, the pleasure of doing life a little bit with Hannah and Joseph. We pastored together. And my goodness, Hannah's brilliant. Um, and we are so excited for her to be sharing. Then lastly, we have Nancy Gibson, who has been a missionary for years in the Ukraine. She's now serving and doing care for mission, missionaries, and she is Brent's wife. Uh, and so we've got, or it's going to be wonderful. And so we have these incredible people who have, in, have wonderful wisdom, wonderful experience, who love the Lord dearly, and they're going to share uh, and impart some wisdom to us. And for us, we get this wonderful opportunity to listen and to to gain some wisdom from their experience. So, yeah, we've asked them to come. And uh and we've we are get to yeah, we get to listen to what scriptures they're bringing, what the Holy Spirit is going to say through them and just from their experiences. So that's what's coming up in the semester. So then we thought Why not talk about the people that have given us some wisdom or something, people that we've learned from? Uh, So, Gav, who have you learned from? Yeah, I actually count uh, a huge blessing in my life, the the men and women that have gone before me and have cared for me and have, like, parented me 
and, and pastored me. Like, I grew up in a, in a broken household, and so I've looked to other people um, for that level of care. And so, like, I think of my soccer coach growing up. Like, he was a man in my life. I never grew up with a father, so he was this, like, person I looked up to. Uh, then when I gave my life to the Lord at the age of 16, my youth pastor, Derek Koch, in West Kelowna, like, became like a hero of mine. And he, he became this, like, yes, father figure, yes, good example, but it was the first time that I had a mentor in my life. Like, my soccer coach was a great man who taught me lots of skills uh, and how to, you know, mature and, and be a good, of good character, but, like, this mentor of in my life, the first spiritual mentor that I ever had. And so even to this day, like, I always think, man, what would Derek do? Like, it wasn't WWJD, it was like WWDD. Like, what would Derek do? And as a youth pastor for 10 years, I honestly always thought, what would Derek do in this situation? What would Derek do in this situation? Uh, and I just love this man. So um, one of the things that Derek taught me as a, as a teenager like, even before I felt the conviction of, of like, ministry in my life, um, was the classic, this, like, you know, little line that I always remembered, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it stuck with me as a, I would have been 17 at the time, and uh, I was, like, like, I, you guys would be too young to remember this, like, cartoon where there's, like, this big dog uh, that would walk around, and this, like, like, small little yappy dog that would go, like, behind him like that was me to Derek I was that yappy little like kid that would just follow Derek around who was this big giant to me and I just wanted to glean as much as I could and Derek is a, a very smart man and and very intelligent um, but always was more concerned about character more concerned about caring for people and loving people and making people feel valued and important uh, and unique uh, and that that's what drew me to him. And uh, as a young kid who wanted to become someone like Derek, wanted, really then began to felt the call of ministry in my life and wanting to, you know, understand scripture more and be able to teach, uh, was always reminded that no matter how much knowledge, no matter how much information I take in, what will always be at a higher value is how much I care for that person and make them feel loved and considered. And that, that's wise words. So I'm using what I have been experienced and what I have been shown and, and, and being honest in who I am, uh, not trying to, you know, fake it till you make it type thing, right? Like it's just being authentic in who I am in that moment. So I really appreciated that from Derek. Proverbs 11 does say those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And I'm very encouraged by that. And I find that true in my life, that as I do get to pour out and care for people, I myself feel refreshed. Um, and I, I I sense the spirit working. So, so that concept, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, uh, is, a, is a big one for me. Another one for me, uh, and it's like a classic leadership uh, concept, is, is the concept of goals and systems. And so the line is, um, goals aren't the desired outcomes. The si or sorry, where is it? No, no, no. I don't want that one. Uh, we'll say it. Okay. Dreams don't work unless you do, is like the catchy phrase line that I put in the back of my head. Dreams don't work unless you do. And so the concept of like, you have a goal, you have a desire, uh, that goal will always fall to the level of your system in place. So what that means, that's the leadership lesson. What that means is that yes, you have a goal, 
and that's admirable, and that's the desired outcome. But what will only be accomplished is the level of discipline that you put into place to accomplish that goal. Okay, so the system that you put into place is where you will find fulfillment in that desired outcome. So James Clear, he's an author, Atomic Habits. This is a big concept of his where he talks about systems and the discipline that you need. So he wrote a book. So he said, yeah, the goal was writing a book, but it was the system of me putting eight hours a day of writing in to complete the book. And therefore, the goal was accomplished. So his focus wasn't the goal. His focus was the systems that he put in place to then accomplish his goal. So this concept of like dreams don't work unless you do, that discipline concept for me, I really gravitate towards. My personality really drives towards that. And even in our Proverbs verses, right, like verses 2 and verses 3, it says their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. So yeah, they're catchy phrases, but those catchy phrases are to cause us, yes, to learn, but also to find discipline and habits and creating those plans in strategic ways to move forward in it. So it's uh, to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. Isn't that wonderful? Like, so we have a weight to carry in that. Like, we're going to learn from some wise people in these next few weeks and months. But we have some weight to carry. Those who have ears are to hear the words of those that are going to share. And so that leadership concept has always stuck with me, right? Yes, there's a goal, but what is my system in place? And you can, you can use that for many areas of your life. You can use that for, like, um, like homework assignments, right? You all are getting your syllabi right now. And I know there's going to be a week in November where four of them, uh, four assignments are all going to be due on the same week. And there's going to be stress in that week leading up to it. But you're receiving the, the syllabi two months prior to that week. And so what system are you going to put into place? Oh, that means I'm going to make sure on Fridays from 3 to 5, from Wednesdays from 3 to 5, and Fridays from 3 to 5, I'm going to make sure I'm doing homework in those blocks, Right? Like you're creating a system. So your goal is to be successful in that system. And if you're successful in that system, you will accomplish your goals. You with me? Okay, great. Kim, what about you? Yeah. So when uh, we were talking about um, people that, were, that we have had in our lives to extend wisdom, I automatically thought of my mom and my dad. Um, so the very next verse that's in uh, Proverbs 1, so Proverbs 1, verse 8 says, My child, listen to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teachings. And there are two Proverbs that my parents have always talked about. My dad always quoted Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And my mom, she would... She would uh, quote it not nearly as much as my dad but I know this is her proverb and so she would always um, reference above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it and these are the two proverbs that I have like locked in my mind uh, from my parents and these are the lessons that they taught me and I am so grateful that my parents both have these proverbs or both have these concepts that reside about the heart and it's not about emotion 
It isn't. You know that I'm a, if you don't know me yet this well, but you know that I, I, I tear, I am, I'm in tune with my emotions. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about motivation, the core of who we are, our dreams, our, our, our hopes, our values. Um, and so it's saying, have your heart, your motivation, let trust in the Lord with all of that, and then guard it. And so I have this, this lesson that I've, li- that I've been taught by my, by my folks, um, more so by action than by a speech. Um, but it is this idea of having my heart open, open to the Lord, open to trust him. He knows best. His ways are best. Have my heart, my wills, my desires, my motivations open to him. But guard it. Protect it. Protect the heart that God has given me. Protect the desires. Protect the motivations that God has given me. And it isn't even about protecting it from other people, right? Because when I initially I think, well, this is about, like, I don't want anybody who's, like, toxic in my life, right? That's not even fully it. I have to protect it from my own, from myself. Because that the, the motivations that God has placed in my life, my the core of who I am, who God has made me, I need to protect that. So that out of it is the, the wellspring of my life so that I can live out fully who God has created me to be. Therefore, I need to guard my heart, which is why you often hear me talking about boundaries. Right? This is where this comes from. I talk about boundaries because my mother talks about guarding her heart because it's the wellspring of life, or that's where life flows from. And these are two of the messages that I had, like, I, I watched and spoken over me, but I watched it. And so I live, this is where I try to live my life. This is the wisdom that I try to live, um, because I see that it is this open-heartedness, but it is a, but I'm also gifted to, pro- I'm gifted this heart by God that I am also to protect to keep it so that I can trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him because he will direct my path. So it's so wonderful that in in Proverbs, we have these, um, these concepts of discipline, of wisdom, of knowledge, um, and we will continue to have these these massive chunks in bite-sized pieces for us to grapple with um that made no sense but you know what i mean these massive chunks like it's just this is big those are big concepts but they're little they're little bits um for us to chew on and so here's my challenge to us let's not just hear let's not just sit in a room and hear somebody talk for a half an hour because we could we could do that. But let's listen. Let's listen to these live, lived experiences, life with Jesus, some wisdom gained along the way, and pick it up and, and do the, the tilling work that we can do so that we can apply it into our lives because there's great wisdom that we can gather when we read the Word of God when we listen to the Holy Spirit, and when we heed some wisdom and knowledge from wise counsel, right? 
And then we can be disciplined people. You know what's funny? Actually, just a side note. So when we were, like, texting this morning about, like, okay, Dave can't make it. What are we going to do? Um, and Gavin said, what if we, like, shared sort of something? I was like, he needs to share about discipline. Because that's who I know him to be. Right? These are lived things. I know Gavin would have talked about discipline because that's who he is. And that's what he's practiced. And so let's not just hear these things. Let's practice them and become wise people, discerning people who, as the scripture says, find success because we look to the Lord in it all. Yeah? Oh, wonderful. All right. Well, can we pray for you as you go and have some lunch? We love lunch. We love lunch. Well, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you for these wonderful uh, proverbs, these words of wisdom. And Lord, I thank you so much that you've given them to us to hide in our heart so that we can walk with you. Lord, would you, would you do that? Would you add your word to our hearts so that we can um, know in the right way to walk? Would you help us and remind us to do the work as well? That these gifts of, of your word, your, your Holy Spirit speaking and hearing from others' experiences, that we would also do the work of applying what you would have for us to do um, so that we can be wise people. We know, we know that we need wisdom. And so we look to you for wisdom, for guidance, for direction. And we thank you for what wisdom we will gain along the way. Thank you, Lord. I pray a blessing over our lunch, that it would be sustaining and delicious. And I pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. All right. Bless you guys.